Hey, this is Kurt. And this is Jen. And this is Kurt and Jen Make a Podcast. And this week, we're talking about cover songs. Yes, this is going to be a special episode where we're not just concentrating on one band like we usually do. No, we're concentrating on all of the bands. Yeah, and I realized that uh, as I was putting my list together, that it is absolutely impossible to have what would be like a comprehensive list of all the best or funniest. It's so hard. So since there are literally you know, millions and millions of songs out there. I have decided that I'm not going to say that these are necessarily the best or the funniest cover songs, but here is a sampling of some funny cover songs that I like. And I bet we could do this again in two months and have a whole new list of songs and do it again, which we'll put that in the, uh, the hopper for a potential redo if we wanted to do this topic again. So Makes me feel better about not having to pick the absolute best ones. So th- I'm going to make that disclaimer up front. How does? It- and in fairness, none of my covers are like. Well, there's one cover that is the funniest cover, um, and I will go on record as saying that that is the funniest cover. But most of them are just like funny in a way that like you wouldn't expect this band to cover this song, or I just really like them, and so I wanted an excuse to play them on this podcast. Okay, yeah, or 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 the other popular one is that it's such a difference in genre that it just comes off as being very funny yes yes okay so i've got so many listed here and i'm sure you do too do you want to start us off jen i i absolutely absolutely do because this is my favorite oldie like when i was little i love the song so much and i found an amazing cover of summer in the city by the snuts And it is so good. And I have no idea from where I should play it. So I'm just going to play it from the top. I just really love that cover. I think it's done well and it's so fun. I love it. And you can't go wrong with the Love and Spoonful either. You can't. You literally the, can't. The Love and Spoonful is really underrated. So I think. underrated. Uh, they've got so many cool songs, including that one. Uh, like Nashville Cats, Do You Believe in Magic? Oh my God, um, Do You Believe in Magic is amazing. So, yeah, that absolutely people go out, get yourself Love and Spoonful's greatest hits, have a listen. You'll love all of it. Okay. And confirm. So, I'm going to play one of my favorite covers of my favorite band. <gasps> And this is this one is just a just a weird one to me. This we're talking, of course, about they might be giants. Of course. And we've talked about a couple of different covers, I believe, that they've done, uh, including uh, Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is one off of the "Why Does the Sunshine" EP, and this one's just strange to me that they did it, but I love it. And this is Jessica. <laughs>
That is, of course, the Allman Brothers song, Jessica. And it's just hilarious that they do it all They Might Be Giant style with the accordion going. And they play it basically, you know, arranged the same way as the Allman Brothers do. And it's great. And I love it. I love it as well. But when you said a weird song for them to cover, I immediately thought that you meant this song. And I think it needs no further introduction. We'll be singing when we're winning. We'll be singing. Anyway, that would be Tub Thumping is covered by They Might Be Giants, uh, which was not on my list of over 30 cover songs before we came into this. But as soon as you brought up They Might Be Giants covers, I was like, well, surely we must have a whiskey drink, have a lager drink, <laughs> have a cider drink. Anyway. Have a vodka drink. That's right. <laughs> so, songs. Anyway, continue. Yeah. That was a, um, I saw the video for that. That was part of the AV club. Yes. Where I think that the, the, I think what they did was they had a like a bunch of songs, like like fourteen songs, and they had fourteen bands or some I don't know what the actual number was, and they were just supposed to pick the song that they were going to cover, and they did that in the AV club office or studio or whatever that is, and they had a bunch of the staffers for the AV club doing the background vocals on it. So good. And so check that out on YouTube because it's really cool. And I think, and in an interview with John and John afterwards, they said uh, that it was kind of a, you know, they might be giantsy kind of song because it had, you know, like all the different parts to it, the real distinctive parts to it. And, and anyway, it's a great cover. It is a great cover. Do you like the original song? I do actually like the original song. the, The original song came out when I was impressionable. And it is, I have no one to blame but myself. I, I think this is one of those songs that is a great song, but it got played out. And a lot of people are just like, oh, I've had enough of it. But it's still a great song. I agree with both of those assessments. Okay. Okay. So if you haven't heard the original, go ahead and listen to, the, uh, listen to that. But They Might Be Giants cover is excellent as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, so in the vein of doing bands that we've covered already, <gasps> there was one song that I was going to, that, that I actually found out about like a couple of days after we recorded the Bare Naked Ladies. What? And I even called Jen and said, hey, we need to do an, an addendum. We need to add some content. Did I and say that? Well, it was already over an hour long, and uh, I'm not sure that you like this song as much as I do, but <laughs> um, uh, this is off of the Conehead soundtrack. Oh, oh yes. Right. And this is them doing- I remember doing... this conversation now. Yes. Um, I was listening to uh, a, a podcast with, uh, with Scott Ackerman. I believe it was, I, I'm not sure if it was Comedy Bang Bang or if it was Freedom, but he brought up that, uh, that Bare Naked Ladies did Fight the Power for the Conehead soundtrack, which is just a weird triangle of things there. 
that uh but it happened and it's a very cool song and it makes no sense at all but please play it for our podcast listeners (laughs) that's what we do here was a hero to most buddy Hackett? Was a hero to most nutty buddy? Was a hero to most buddy never meant shit to me? CL straight out racist. The circle was simple and plain. David Duke here, man, John Wayne. Cause it's black and it's proud. And I'm hyped cause I'm in. Most of my heroes don't appear on no stamp. Sample, look back, you're looking for nothing but redneck. But what did you get if you tried? Was a number one jam. Okay, so first of all, that's a stone called jam. That is, they are getting down. I love the music. I love it when when competent bands take rap songs and put music to it, and it it was very cool. And I love that little vocal break there, where in the original Public Enemy version, they they cut in um, Chuck D going, "Elvis was a hero to most, but he," and then they repeated that, and it sounds like he's saying "buddy," and then the uh, naked ladies talk about. Buddy Ebsen, Buddy Rich, and Buddy Hackett, then Nutty Buddy. So that was funny too. <laughs> Your thoughts, Jen? I love the Bare Naked Ladies. There we go. All right. So those are all my <laughs> thoughts on that. Um, but uh, much in the vein of Fight the Power, uh, a song that was important to me growing up was Waterfalls by TLC. Um, uh, and not even close to the same way. But this, is, <laughs> this wonderful R&B tune that's covered by Ten Fei. This is Waterfalls. My health is fading and I can't understand Three letters take me to my final resting place Chasing waterfalls Please stick to the rivers And the lakes that you're used to I know that you're gonna have it your way Or nothing at all But I think you're moving too fast um, And that is Ten Fe Which is Spanish for keep the faith So cute Oh um, Mm-hmm. I, when you were talking about a TLC cover, I thought that you were going to talk about Weezer. <gasps> Are Rich- you going to talk about Weezer and well, the TLC cover? I thought that you actually we talked about that in the in the Weezer episode. Yeah, I thought we did too, and so I wasn't going to bring it up because we said we didn't want to do repeat. Right, but but it- Weezer Weezer did a whole album of covers. I know, and no scrubs. Did- so, right, no scrubs, which which we did bring up, and then the question is, and, and so my favorite song on that uh, on that particular album, the Teal album, uh, is "Take on Me." Mm. But the question is, do you prefer "Take on Me" by Weezer or "Real Big Fish"? A hundred percent, "Real Big Fish." Yeah, me too. Hundred percent. I love Weezer. I I, lo- I love Weezer too, but you need all of the horns. Okay, so here's a little bit of Take On Me, Real Big Fish.
love that version of that song. It is so cool. It is. Uh, it is the most perfect version of that song. Yeah. Yeah. I like it better than the aha version too. Uh-huh. And if we're going to go back to the eighties for a minute here for our covers, I would like you to not forget about me. Um, this is Don't You Forget About Me by Beba Doobie. think that that is a very good cover of that song that is all that i all have right. to say about that. yeah so where did uh where did breakfast club that that came out while you were still quite young but uh is that a movie that you enjoy it is a movie i enjoy i have no idea when it came out because um, I, yeah, oh it came out when i was a year old yeah that's right mm, okay so it was already like very enriched like entrenched into america by the time i was old enough to have watched it so right so i was you know 13 years old and it was like the kind of movie that uh was so big and i saw it and i was like yeah okay <laughs> I, I i think a I lot of people I don't know were... that it was aimed at 13 year old boys i don't think that that's where it was aiming that was not its target demographic kurt oh I think so. Think I absolutely so? think, yeah, for for people you know who were just about to enter high school, and and yeah, I would think that that was that people my age that that is who it hit the most. But um, I don't know. I would think that it would be slightly older and female would be the demographic that they were going for. Oh well, that's they had. Three male characters and only two female characters in that. Well, that's how life was in the 80s. <laughs> okay. There were but, not many like female characters in a lot of films. So, not shocking. Well, and not also, shocking. males were, of course, always taught not to share their feelings or to talk about things like that. So, so probably females more than males as far as that goes. But, uh, it, yeah, it was one of those, like, even my you know, it was like, I just still remember my dad saying, Hey, do you want to, would you like to watch that movie with me? And I was like, um, that's weird. You've never done that before. Uh, yeah, I will. If you want to, I guess. <laughs> and we never ended up doing that, but Aww. it was one of those, you know, um, to, it was like, you know, talked a lot about the, the teen experience and it never really hit me like that. I mean, it was a fine movie, but, uh, it never resonated with me at all. Did you did you identify with any of the characters? I did. Which one? I, d I don't want to talk about it. I've watched this film way too many times. And, uh, yeah, I've watched oh. this film way too many times. Yeah. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts. I feel like it could be its own podcast episode, and I don't feel like... I don't know that it would be entertaining to anyone here is what I'm saying. Oh, it would be entertaining to everyone here. I don't know that it would be. I don't know that it would be. Okay. Because every girl wanted to be Molly Ringwald's character, but every girl felt 
like Ali Sheedy in that movie. Every single, like every girl in high school felt like Ali Sheedy in that movie. And uh, oh, we just all wanted to be Molly. That's, you know, that's the quick synopsis. Okay. So in, in actuality, and, you know, I was thinking about like, you know, I had, so in high school, I was, you know, on the basketball team. I was a, you know, close to straight A type student, but neither, you know, the, you know, Michael Anthony Hall or the uh, Emilio Estevez characters, I, I could identify with them at all. I still more identified with the uh, Ellie Sheedy character than, than any of the male characters. So mm-hmm. just, I think everybody did, right? That's like I, the, the outsider character that yeah, doesn't I fit in. So. Yeah, I guess that's what everybody feels like watching that movie. Because how could you feel like any of the other people? Like, frankly, if you felt like Judd Nelson's character, I'm just sad and sorry. And I want to give you a hug. <laughs> like, I just want to give you a hug and then maybe make you a lot of food. Um, because those are my love languages. And it's fine. <laughs> well, I I can imagine some people actually identifying with him due to like the, a, a poor family situation or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't have that. I just, uh, but none of the other characters were like, uh, they seemed really one dimensional, even though, you know, they tried to write him as more than that. Yeah. So yes, the outsider character, that's we're 95% of the people who watch that I'm movie. I'm sure that that's what we all think. And I, I'm sure that what I really am is uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Um, I'm pretty sure that that is who I really am. And that's why it's upsetting to talk about this film is because I'm that dude. And I'm like, oh, that's not fun. I am like the completely one-dimensional, terrible person. Or not terrible. <laughs> like, I just get good grades. And I'm very annoyed with everyone for not going along and staying and following the rules. That's it. <laughs> <sighs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is this is like one of those, uh, um, the, instead of like a Myers Briggs type, <laughs> you, you have you a just, subtype. Yes, the yeah. the BC type, and so uh, I am AS, which is Ali Sheedy, <laughs> on, the, on the Breakfast Club type. Hmm. All right. So I think we're taking turns here, and uh, I'm gonna do a segue back from my previous pick, which was the the ska cover of Take On Me by Real Big Fish. And I'm going to play another ska cover. <gasps> uh, I think I might have even mentioned this on the Real Big Fish episode, but oh um, the band that opened for Real Big Fish when I saw oh gosh, them yes. in Tucson uh, is Suburban Legends. And they did a Disney cover and then actually followed that up with an EP full of Disney covers. But the first Disney cover that they did is under the sea and it's awesome. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. You dream about going up there, but that is a big mistake. Just look at the world around you, right here on the ocean floor. Such wonderful things around you. What more is you looking for? Under the sea. It's just a, it's a happy tune in the first place, and to scoffy it just makes it awesome. It makes it even happier if that was even possible. Yeah, and they did that song. I, I didn't know that they did that song when I saw them. I was not familiar with Suburban Legends, and they did that, and it was just blew my mind at the show. It was did fantastic. The crowd go crazy. 
yes. I think the crowd is probably more into them than uh, than than I, uh, I was. So they knew it was coming, but it, uh, it the element of surprise just blew me away. It was great. Um, amazing. Um, by the way, what is your favorite Disney film? Wow, that's tough. I know. I know. Buckle um, up. So, straight up Disney, or are we including Pixar? I, I, you know what? I'm going to not include Pixar. We can, we can follow up with a Pixar question, but first, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Favorite? Oh man. Um, if you've got one ready to go, then I'll. Uh... Well, my favorite is Snow White, um, because oh. my mother dressed me up as Snow White for every Halloween that she could control. Uh, and <laughs> every Halloween, I was like, when are you going to dress up as the evil queen, mom? And every year she would get very angry about that. And I'm not sure why. <laughs> is that before or after she goes in disguise? And yeah. I, I, she could go before. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A looking lady, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, so as far as, man, they're all like, I, I, I'd like them all kind of the same, unfortunately. I mean, not all of them, but I'd like, uh, of the ones that I like, I like them all a, a lot. And it's a top three, Kurt. Okay. Well, I, um, character. yeah, I, I like, um, let's see. I do like, uh, Little Mermaid. Um, I, I, let's see. I also like the... I like the Lion King, and um, I like Mulan a lot too. So, and there's one more that I'm missing. I know that I'm missing one that came out in like the late '80s, early '90s that I also like quite a bit too, but I can't recall. Um, but yeah, there. Um, and and then as far as the classic Disney, um, I think Snow White is probably a good one. I think I like, yeah. Of the of the slightly more contemporary, like '90s Disney, I love Beauty and the Beast because I need that library in my life. That is the main. Oh, reason. okay. That is the main reason. Um, that and because I've seen that uh, Broadway production in both English and in Spanish once when I lived in Argentina and once when I was in New York, and. The guy in both cases, different guys, who played LeFou, a freaking amazing, like gymnastics amazing level of clownery. It was amazing. Okay. LeFou. Is that, I'm not sure I remember that as well. Is he one of the townsfolk? No, LeFou is uh, Gaston's like right-hand man. He's the little fellow that follows Gaston. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Well, why don't we finish this path off with one last Scott cover? And this is my favorite of all Scott covers. And this is Jolene by Springheel Jack. That's a, 
so that's cool. such a I don't know. It's such an iconic song, though. It's yeah. I like it, and when you, you I mean, you really got to nail it if you're going to take an iconic song like Jolene and cover it. I mean, that was it was good. I I, I dig it, but I feel like um, you're not digging it. I feel like you're saying you dig it with your words, but then the words that you're saying do not support that in their tone. Well. I, I really feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna cover a real iconic song, you got to knock it out of the park, and that's like a that's like a solid double to the wall. So um, I enjoy it. I but I will I will take Dolly's version ten out of ten times. Okay. All right. So okay, and I'm gonna do just one more real quick. Ska oh, cover. I see, because it wasn't good enough for you. Yeah, so I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to leave this part of the show with a with a you know. Uh, with a down note so um, here's a little uh, Henry Mancini uh, covered by Bad Manners this is Baby Elephant Walk Just an instrumental song, but love it. Love that ska version of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're you're. I can hear something in your voice. You're still upset that I didn't love Jolene. Yeah, I am very upset that you didn't love Jolene. How flippin' dare you? How dare you? How dare? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Okay, is that out of your system now? I don't know that it is. I don't know that it is, but you know what will get it out of my system is I'm going to play one more song. <laughs> because there's I... a rule of three in comedy. Um, <laughs> and I challenge you to hate this song because I don't think you can. Oh, sorry. Wrong one. <laughs> I challenge you to hate this song because I don't think you can. <laughs> Do you have a problem with that too, Kurt? No, that was knocked out of the park. Thank that you, was Joey Ramone for the win. Yes. So that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. You're gonna take an iconic song like What a Wonderful World, you better knock it out of the park. And that's exactly what Joey Ramone did. Okay, I feel better now, Kurt. Okay, good. Do you want to take a little break? (laughs) Yes. I had to get that in before you did. All right, we'll be right back. All right. Well, I'm still a little hurt from the first half, so I'm going first. (laughs) I think you're still hurt from me not liking the darkness as much as you do. How dare, how dare, how dare you, Kurt? I thought we had moved past that. Uh, Actually, I wasn't going to play this song, but you just deserved it. So I'm going to play a little, a little cover of I Believe in a Thing Called Love by Nina Nesbitt. 
Let's write some slow jams to the darkness. Okay. Well, if you're going to play that, then I'm just uh-huh. going to play a little bit of this real quickly, which oh, I boy. alluded to, but I have not played in the podcast before. All right. You were drunk and you were surly in Latina lover mode. We all know what's on your agenda. You have broken the Of course, Ben Folds. You can't even get through it without laughing. How What's dare that? You? you can't even get through it without laughing. <laughs> no, I can't. It's funny. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's funny that Kurt doesn't have a good opinion on the darkness when clearly other people do. Oh, I said it. I said it. I said it. <laughs> and once again, I dig the darkness. They're just not funny. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. So I'm going to play the song that I was going to bring us back to. <laughs> with I feel like this should be called dueling covers. We're just going back <laughs> and forth. Uh, you've heard of dueling pianos. Uh, no, you're two podcast nerds playing different covers by different bands that they're not actually in. They're just going to play them on their phones. Yeah. <laughs> It's really catchy. It's really catchy. That's all I'm saying. Um, So here's the cover that I was going to lead us into part two with. And this is Earth Angel as covered by Death Cab for Cutie. Earth Angel, Earth Angel, will you be mine, my darling dear? Isn't that perfect? That's all that I have to say. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't sure if you're going to pick, uh, Marion Barry. Oh, no, Martin. No, what's his name? Oh, oh, from, uh, uh, back to the future. What's it? What's Chuck Berry's cousin's name that's playing at the. Oh, that is a good question. Marvin Berry, right? Marvin. There you go. Marvin that's right. Mar- it's your cousin, Marvin. <laughs> what, yes. But what's really funny is when you said whatever it was you said, I thought of Mary Berry from The Great British Bake Off. She oh. was one of the two main judges of the very first seasons of that. It was Mary Berry and Paul Hollywood. And now it's Paul Hollywood and Prue something. I don't know what Prue's last name is. But her name is Mary Berry, and she should always be addressed as such as a baker. I mean, I don't understand. Just like, like having your name be Strawberry Shortcake. Or Charlie Brown. Yeah. Got to say first and last name all the time. Did you ever have a time in your life where people referred to you as first and last name only? No. Oh, really? So my entire, I ever, the entire time I lived in Illinois, um, I was only known as Jenny Thomas. It was only Jenny Thomas. It had to be like that every time. Was this because they were like I mean, 3,000 Jennies? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But... It still seems weird that, like, not even my good friends would call me Jenny. Like, it would be Jenny Thomas. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a two-name person. I'm not a share. 
Yeah. Not a lot of two name people. Like, but okay. We can't all be cool. (laughs) Okay. Here, (laughs) Here is one of my favorite cover songs. Uh, and this is Red Hot Chili Peppers, which was in one phase of my life, one of my, my favorite band, playing the only Bob Dylan song that I even like a little bit. This is Little Subterranean Hobesick Blues. I love that song so much. And that is off the Mofo Uplift Mofo Party Plan, which is uh, an album that just hit me perfectly when it uh, when it came out. So that makes one of us, Kurt. I know. <laughs> have you listened to that album, The Uplift no. Mofo Party Plan? I can't say that I have. Okay. Well, then. Can't say <laughs> that I have. But let us not dwell. Okay. Let us move on to my favorite band and a cover of my favorite band. This is the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's covering Sheena is a punk rocker. One, two, three, four. I think that was well executed. Also, I should only talk sing. That's what I've decided after listening to that. (laughs) I think that's my problem is when I try to sing, sing, and it's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you have a lovely singing voice. Uh It's not going to work today, Kurt. (laughs) So I have another, I I really enjoy, uh, I, I mentioned earlier, about uh, when rock bands cover uh, rap songs, and that, and I actually, I frankly even really enjoy it when uh, just rappers get like a like a more acoustic band, like just cover, you know, like to playing their music. For instance, I, I remember once on uh, I saw on MTV Unplugged, LL Cool J did "Mama Said Knock You Out," and he had some band playing behind him, and it was very cool. Um, but I'm not going to play that. I am going to play a little bit of Royal Crescent Mob doing that song. So here's Royal Crescent Mob doing Mama Said Knock You Out. I don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I've got my fears. I've been suckers in fear. I'm making them tears. I rain down like a monsoon. I listen to the bass go boom. Explosion. All the power in. All of the competition. I'm towering. Wrecking shop. But when I'm drunk, these lyrics that'll make you call the cops. Don't you dare stay. Don't ever compare me to the rest, 
a dig royal crest mob love that cover very cool i forgot how much i really like that song it's a very good song yeah and that is a great cover and i have i before i know you're going to transition but i do have one more if you want i have one more rap cover i have i have a rap cover oh you do yeah that's i was staying in this vein very good i knew all right go for it back off there no 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 no. no. (laughs) um so this is a wonderful cover of a great song by Outcast, Behaya, as performed by Panic at the Disco, which makes no sense at all, and I love it. My baby don't mess around because she loves me so, and this I know for sure. But does she really want to fucking stand to see me walk out the And it's funny because when they say hey ya, it sounds so much more like Panic at the Disco. And it's just, it blows my mind every time. There's also a really good version of Hey Ya uh, as covered by Obadiah Parker, which is like in a very acoustic and instrumental version of it. And it's amazing as well. All right. I I really dig that song. Very cool. Now, I have an, another song, which I, I'm almost positive I've brought up on the podcast, but I don't believe that I've played on the podcast before. Uh, the song Back in Black by The Hardcore. <gasps> no. Did, did I play this? I don't okay. think you have. Okay. So this but is... Play it a, now. I will. I mean, a little <laughs> bit of a setup, though. This is a oh, band okay. that I saw in Chicago. I believe it was at the Avalon. And again, I, I might have brought this up. But they opened for uh, Primus and Fishbone. And they are a six-piece band, drums, bass, guitar, two rappers, and a DJ. And they do this awesome version of Back in Black. And again, I didn't know anything about this band when I saw them play. And then I saw, and they just blew my mind when they played. Very cool cover of Back in Black with the the scratching and the, the rapping. I dig it very much. I like it as well. Good. Yeah. We have so much in common, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're trying to get back on my good side. I don't know that that's going to happen. So let's just <laughs> put that on hold. Um, well, we talked a little bit about black. So why don't we talk about some blue? Um Mr. Blue Sky is one of my favorite electric light orchestra songs, and this cover is phenomenal. That's it's a it's a song you can't go wrong with. You they, really that, can't. It's so uplifting and happy and wonderful. Yeah, 
And that was on the Teal album as well by Weezer. Excellent. Uh, Do you have that album in front of you or have you just like memorized every single song on it? I just really want to know. Um <laughs> To be honest, I remembered that they did it, and I was 95% sure, and I double-checked on uh, Google, but yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that I, makes me feel better that it's not like some crazy uh, supercomputer brain that you have. Oh, Just a regular I, computer brain that you yeah, have. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. It's one that needs to be checked from, you know, check some every now and again. But... Oh. The uh, lately, I don't know. <laughs> it is, and again, the Teal album, a very good album for for getting some listening, some good covers by a, a good band. Um, so I need to I need to talk a little bit about the great rock and roll swindle, which is the soundtrack, and I'm putting that in air quotes of for the movie, uh, and all these songs are in the movie, but they are. Uh, there are a bunch of covers that are in there. Uh, Sex Pistols basically put out one studio album, uh, Never Mind the Bollocks, and the uh, they did like a few other things, but most of those are just kind of all sort of scooped together and put into this soundtrack album. And I want to, and I'm gonna name, I'm gonna talk about a few of the songs, but I'm gonna play two of them. Um, but they did. You mentioned that they did. I'm not your stepping stone, and when we did oh, the monkeys episode, it's so good. Um, they did substitute by the Who, which was kind of weird, but uh, um, but they did. And then uh, Sid Vicious did a couple of Eddie Cochran covers, which actually inspired a band, the band that I was in in high school, to do those two covers, uh, something else, and uh, come on everybody, which are two really cool songs but i want to play a little bit of johnny be good and it's actually johnny be good slash roadrunner because they start playing this song in the studio and then johnny rotten basically doesn't know the words and then in the middle of it he says while, while you know the band is still playing it's like all right let's do roadrunner because he knew the lyrics to roadrunner and so they just sort of transition from playing johnny be good to roadrunner and then you realize he doesn't know the words to roadrunner either but Here's the first part of that where he is struggling through the the lyrics to Johnny Be Good. Uh, so he just goes on record saying, I don't know the words. Yes. All right. Well, and then he does another, the move. does another verse that is basically um, just la, 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 Johnny, be good. And then that's when he just tells everyone to start doing Roadrunner. <laughs> so that's a gem that's on the great rock and roll swindle album. And then I'm going to play a little bit of My Way, which I, if I understand the story correctly, that uh, Sid Vicious did this on british television and so i don't think this is all the sex pistols but this is a very sex pistols-esque version um and i will try to play the transition where he start he starts off doing it kind of slow and then they kick into the more punk version and every highway 
So it starts off very silly and just, you know, goofing on the original lyrics and and then it goes into kind of a straight punk cover, which is very cool. So anyway, My Way by Sid Vicious, lovely song. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't save that for your funniest pick here for today, because that was something. <laughs> now that you're saying that out loud, <laughs> I'm trying to wonder, I'm trying to determine if I actually picked one to be the funniest. So. Well, if we want to just do that now, I will submit to you my favorite funniest cover. Okay. That's probably, that's probably the one for me. I, I neglected to actually pick one out. So That's fair. And that leads me to the funniest song i don't know why i sang it but i did mine is a little ditty that you might have heard called mr tambourine man as covered by william shatner all right here we go i'm not sleepy and there is no place i'm going to In the jingle, jangle morning, I'll come following you. So William Shatner doesn't actually sing any of the song. He just talks randomly like William Shatner throughout it. I don't know if I'd recommend all three minutes of this song. (laughs) So you prefer Mr. Tambourine over the Rocketman cover or any of the other songs that he did on that album so funny that he doesn't sing a note (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it's it is it's kind of a uh, like a a a one note uh joke so to speak of just him talking very shatner-esque through uh through the songs and he's got a whole album of that right there are two albums of it oh two albums he has two albums kurt Wow. Okay. I know. And you, I know. So, so why Mr. Tambourine Man? And and because Rocket Man. Mr. Tambourine Man is funny. Okay. It's a funny song. It's a silly song. And why is he singing it? I have no idea. Actually, why is he just saying random words that sometimes appear in the song? It's like the amount of my mind having an aneurysm during it is just too great for it to not be funny. Oh my God, he's got a blues album. Yes, he does. He also has a Christmas album. That is correct. So how many albums does he have total? That is a great question, Kurt. Oh my gosh. The internet. Yes. But he's got Sunshine of Your Love? Oh, wow. Born Under a Bad Sign, I can get Route 66. <laughs> these, these are on... The Blues. That's the name of it, by the way, in case you're 
trying to think of a clever name for a blues album. Call it just the blues. That just makes the blues. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a name. That's a name. Wow. Yeah. So I am looking at his Wikipedia page right now. Um, and under his dis- discography, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 12. Albums. Holy cow. I don't know if he's the main person on all of them, but this one I heard on the Spaced Out album, which was the very best of Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner. Oh my gosh. The William Shatner, the blues album, 2020. That's when he released it. Well, there's so so many bad things that have happened this year. (laughs) How do we we even keep count? (laughs) Oh my goodness! Oh, I, I I'm gonna have to listen to this. <laughs> Not right if now, you, but if you want a funny recap of the year 2020, uh, there is a hilarious Netflix mockumentary about it. Death to 2020, and it was so well done. The creators of Black Mirror looked back on the year 2020, and it was nice. so funny and just an hour long. So if you've run out of things to binge watch, this is at least a new thing for you to binge watch. (laughs) And the the name of his uh, 2018 Christmas album, Shatner Claus. (laughs) Uh, Oh, William. (laughs) How did we miss that on our Christmas episode, Kurt? I I don't know. looks like we've got some work to do next Christmas. Wow. When I'm feeling completely overwhelmed... I like to just break into a Midwestern accent. <laughs> oh boy. It's painful. So painful. Oh, Jen, I, I, I just looked through my notes and I, I do have what I think is the funniest cover. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes. So this is a song that was originally performed by the Black Eyed Peas. <gasps> I love the Black Eyed Peas so much. In fact, I loved when they were fe- that song was featured. A song was featured in Hot Tub Time Machine. Which song was that? That is a great question that I knew you were going to ask as soon as I said it, and then now I'm like, mm. um, okay. Oh, so Black Eyed. So was it? Oh, it's uh, let's, get, let's it get it started. Yeah. Oh, and then Daryl was... pretends like he made it up. And I was like, that is the most solid thing to do if you go back in time. There you go. Steal Black Eyed Peas music. Because <laughs> that's a hit no matter who performs it, right? Uh, yeah, that's what I think, right? <laughs> and it was wise of him to get the second version of that song and not the first version of that song. I'm not sure if I'm aware of the first version of that song. Oh, the, they originally released that song as Let's Get Retarded. Oh, yeah, that's not good. No, it's not. No. And they wisely changed it. Yeah. But that was the... Oh, Black Eyed Peas, I, I, I am disappointed. <laughs> anyway, so another one of the classic songs by the Black Eyed Peas is a song called My Humps. Oh, I love My Humps. It's such a fun song. I, I like it also. Um, of course, featuring Fergie, mm-hmm. uh, the owner of said humps. and At <laughs> least was... in this song. Those are her humps. Yes, that is song. correct. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the titular humps. 
<laughs> you just wanted to say Ted. <laughs> so this was covered by the artist that you saw first, your first <gasps> live concert. Wait, Alanis Morissette did a cover that is of correct. No. That can't and be right. That is correct. I will send you, and it is not on my Apple Music, so I will send you the YouTube. She did a video for it. I'm sorry, she did a video for it? Yes. This I've got to see. And and she sings it like a dirge. It's, it's, well, ver- it's very Well, that is very Alanis, is dirges. Yes, that's yeah. right. But the video is very thematically similar to the Black Eyed Peas video. I'm so confused. My brain is about to explode. Can you play this song for us? I will play a little bit of it and you watch the video. Okay, I will watch the video while you play it. Dolce and Gabbana Finley and Bandana Karen Lady Sharon All that money got me wearing fly My So I I am taking the interpretation that Alanis does not like this song <laughs> and that she is, this is like a, uh, a, a I don't know the right word, but, but like a, a diss track almost. It's like, this is such a ridiculous song. I'm going to slowly enunciate all these words to talk about how ridiculous this is. I don't think I have words <laughs> for what I just listened to. It was very That's... deeply disturbing. And I just watched the video as well. And I I don't feel right. I feel like I need to take a shower. <laughs> and she's like, she's dressed similar to Fergie. Not exactly. Like she's not, you know, trying to copy, but she's definitely got the same style. And she's doing the, like the dance, like the booty dance. And uh, it is... Yeah, she's, I mean, like, she's clearly, like, elucidating the fact that this is so weird. Yes. <laughs> like, why is this a song? That's the, that's the vibe that I'm getting from this video is, why did you make this song? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, wow. and, and I'm with you that I like the song. That I like the Black Eyed Peas song. But it is but totally this, ridiculous. This points out every ridiculous feature of it. <laughs> yes. And I, I'm going to go take that shower now, Kurt. Okay. Okay. I've got another, uh, I, I, I don't want to make this seem like um, it's just like cleanup since we've already hit the, the, the funniest song, but, uh, there was one that I, I felt like I needed to include a, a along the way. Cleanser. Maybe just a palate cleanser. Oh, so this is, uh, this is, are you familiar with the, the punk band, the Vandals? Yes. And are you familiar with their Elvis cover? What? No. They do a cover of Heartbreak Hotel. Oh. Which we're going to play a little bit of right here. Ever since my baby left, I found a new place I dwell. Down the end of lonely street called
so it, the actual title is HB Hotel. And I think that there are more of their own lyrics than there are actual lyrics, but it clearly starts off in the, you know, start in the same, uh, with the same lyrics as the original Heartbreak Hotel. But uh, very funny song. Uh, definitely uh, the Vandals are a funny, cool punk band that uh, I just wanted to highlight here. By okay. the way, that also gave us the explicit tag there if we we're going to play all of those lyrics. That's true. Well, you also played Get Your Hands Off on My Woman. Yes. Okay. So explicit tag it is. Um, I, had two ba- I had two songs that I really wanted to play and I don't know how to segue into them. So. Hey, Jen. Uh, what's a really funny cover that we haven't included yet? That is a great question, Kurt. <laughs> I am the master of segues. Thank you. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to get it back down. (laughs) I had two songs that I really wanted to play. Not that they were hilariously funny, but I think it is amusing to hear the regrets cover this song. And it's Don't Stop Me Now. And the world is turning inside out, yeah. And floating around in ecstasy. I was uh, talking with uh, Sandra about that song, and she's like, you know that song, Mr. Fahrenheit? (laughs) No, I don't know what song you're talking about. You didn't know it when she said Mr. Fahrenheit? I am on Sandra's side here. That is an acceptable name for the song. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the... it made me think of they the. They called uh, him my, Mr. Fahrenheit. I, I understand that, and I was able to, to figure it out eventually. But when she first said that, I thought of the Heat Miser song from. No, <laughs> we tried to show that to our kids over the holiday break, and they were not having it. They're like, "What is this terror that you're oh. trying to inflict on us?" Um, they're like, "It looks scary." I was like, "You know, in retrospect, it is very creepy." Yeah, we can, we can stop it. Yeah, but that. The, the Heat Miser, especially uh-huh. the Heat Miser and the Cold Miser song, those were some good songs. I mean, they were some good songs, but that's some terrifying claymation and stop motion animation right there. But yeah. So do they, was it just like outdated or do they not like even modern stop motion animation? I like modern stop motion animation. I think it's just the outdatedness of it. Oh, okay. And so they like. The, the faces are a bit frightening. Just a bit frightening. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so did, very frightening. Did they go for like Wallace and Gromit? Mm. Oh, they love Wallace and Gromit. And we also really love Sean the Sheep in this house. Oh, okay. So, I'm sure you don't know who Sean the Sheep is. Um, I think I, I it's the same uh, animation company that did the Wallace and Gromit and like Chicken it Run. Is, and it's not as popular here in the U.S. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I have a not, you know, not a huge fan, but I'd, I'm aware we of We have who. seen all of Sean the Sheep. Okay. I'll just tell you. Sean is a cheeky sheep indeed. <laughs> okay. Is it is he a chic sheep? I wouldn't say he's a chic sheep. <laughs> he's cheeky for a sheep. A bit cheeky. A little bit cheeky. Sheepy. <laughs> chic, cheap, sheep. 
I'm just saying sounds now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And were there others that you felt like you needed to include before we move on? There's just one last cover that I have to play because it is so good. And I love Billie Eilish and we have talked about that on the podcast, but this cover of bad guy is ah, wrong one. Uh, This cover of bad guy is so good. And it's by the interrupters. Even Billie Eilish can be helped with horns. That's all that I'm saying. Oh, I think I like that version better, actually. Right? And it's sung so that you can hear the words that they're saying. I I love Billie Eilish, but it's a great (laughs) song when you can hear the words, too. That's all I'm saying. All right. That is an excellent choice, Jen. And I want you to want to listen to our next episode, Kurt's Pick, Cheap Trick. Until next time, this is Kurt. And this is Jen. And, and we, we just, just made, made a, a podcast. podcast. Okay. One. That's our show. It's time to go. Gosh, that hour really went by fast. Hope you had fun. This ep is now done. Kurt and Jen made a podcast. Perfect. Is it though? Oh, my voice hurts my